You're listening to a Sin podcast. You can listen to this show live by tuning your radio to 90.7 or online at sin.org.au. We at Represent would like to acknowledge and pay our respects to the traditional owners of the land on which Sin operates, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sin Media respectfully acknowledges their ancestors and elders, past, present and emerging. We would also like to acknowledge the traditional custodians and their ancestors of the lands and waters across Australia where our content reaches. Sovereignty has never been ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Kids should go to school. That's what we're committed to. I haven't flip-flopped. I said no originally, then I said yes, then I have said no and I've stuck to it. I didn't need to do this. I've already done a lot of war for the election. The English fought a civil war over this over this matter. Don't deal with the nuance of the Canberra bubble. I don't know what to do with it. We have so much money. What we want is more learning in schools and less activism in schools. Issues that perhaps may be controversial today, but 30 years from now, your children, your grandchildren are going to be thankful that you stood up for what it was right. Represent. 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 You're listening to Represent. Welcome to Represent. Here's Naya with our news hits of the day. This is your news hit for Tuesday evening. The New South Wales state federal state election apologies was held on Saturday with Labor set to govern in a minority. After 12 years, the Liberal government lost the election and Chris Minns was sworn in yesterday. Dominic Perrottet congratulated Minns on his successful campaign. The former Premier said that it was truly a race to the top. After the New South Wales election results, Tasmania now remains the only state with a Liberal government. Chinese-owned ByteDance social media app TikTok is back in the news as bans on the app begin to appear in the Australian Federal Parliament. The app has been banned from the work-issued devices of 25 governmental departments and agencies over security concerns. Australian Liberal Party Senator James Patterson said, Risks posed by this app have been apparent for some time. If Australia bans the app on government-issued devices they would be joining Canada, New Zealand, the United States and Britain. The wording for the question of the voice to parliament referendum was introduced this week by Prime Minister Anthony Albanese. This will be the first referendum in 24 years and will be held later this year. A new chapter in the constitution called Recognition of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Peoples has been proposed. And on Thursday, the voice to parliament working group released a a set of design principles for the voice. That's been your Sin News Hit for Tuesday evening. Represent is coming up right after this song, which is Buttons by Steve Lacey. Keep listening for Represent. That was Buttons by Steve Lacey. You are listening to Represent, and we are going to talk about the New South Wales state election. That we are. It has been a bit of a big week in politics, actually, just kind of in general, not just with this. But um, this is set number one. Maybe it shouldn't be, but that's a, that's another discussion, really. So... On Saturday night, we had New South Wales's state elections. So, as Nye has just told us, the Perrottet government, or sorry, the Liberal government, had been in for 12 years. That's three terms. No government in New South Wales has ever gotten more than three terms, so it would have been pretty historic if they did. Uh, however, <laughs> they failed at that one and, um, yeah, tripped at the gate and they lost. 
that yep, election. Indeed they did. Yeah. So Labor is set to govern in minority, almost certainly now. No one has actually called. There are heaps of seats that are still remaining to be called. I believe 13. Yes. Currently, it's changed like three times today oh, when I've yeah. looked at different times. But I think it's about 13 that they're still waiting to call. It's now five. Oh, oh, good Lord, I've down. missed the news. Although for all we know, it will go back and forth. It does yeah, that's do that. true. But, there have um, been ones that they've called and then... It seems that most of those have gone them. to the Liberal National Party. Okay, exciting for them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so currently, I believe, Labor has 47 out of the necessary... Sorry, 45 out of the necessary 47 for a majority. The Liberals had 29 when I wrote this. Yeah, but, they're up to 32. Um, very oh, good, thank you. Ah, yes, I see. Yeah. I've just looked on that. Um, so three Greens and eight Independents last I saw. Yeah. So this is this is like a breaking news story. It's yeah, not really, but it's it happening as we speak. Constantly changing. It was clear very early on in the night that Labor was going to win. So I wasn't watching Confession bad EP, maybe. Um, I was not watching, but I did get a notification on my phone that said, uh, like, quite early in the night, being like, Labor's won the election. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, most most of the the news sites called it... Quite early well, on. Well, what I'd say was quite early. It was probably before the broadcast was like, set to end, although it usually goes, goes later anyway. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've found that that's been a bit of a theme in the last few elections that we've seen, actually, is that people thought for the weeks leading up, they're like, it's going to be close, it's going to be close. It happened in Victoria just, you know, last year. They're saying it's going to be so close, the Liberals might win in Victoria. And everyone was a bit like, really? <laughs> it's a little bit trying to stay middle ground hopeful. It's like, it's going to be close, it could go either way. Yeah, but then it didn't. I mean, it could go either way. It could but... go either way, but, like, on the day, every time it just seems to be like, boom, yeah. decision, now. Yeah. Early and I believe this followed... I think the polls were saying Labor. I maybe... I believe the, news, the polls news were polls saying, were saying Labor, Labor. They were not this kind of dramatically... Yeah, Labor. and it was it was quick because I think the Liberal National Party got the first couple of seats when they were decided and then mm. the Labor Party shot up. Yeah, right. Okay, very nice. So, realistically, I mean, if we're talking practically, 12 years of one party governing is a long time. That is it a is. long as time. So if you ask me, a political expert, <laughs> it's unlikely for them to win re-election for a record fourth term. You know, it's a state government. There's been a lot that's happened that people have not liked in the New South Wales Liberal government in the last few years. You know, there's been leadership changes. There's been just chaos. So for me, it was not a huge surprise that they didn't get that record re-election. Even Malcolm Turnbull since the election and Trent Zimmerman has been saying, like, yeah, their time was up. Yeah. Which is like, well, okay. It's coming yeah. from inside the House. And I suppose it shows what's good about our democracy is we go, okay, this is, you know, we're fed up with this for now, but for all we know in four years' time, they'll True. be voted back in. Who Very knows? True. Yeah, so practically speaking, it would be best and most convenient for Labor to win a majority. But currently... Their closest chance is Kiyama, which um, is actually had their lead that they had had, had narrowed, and then now it's actually shrunk almost to nothing. Possibly the independent candidate might be ahead. But the reason I focus on this seat is because the independent MP is Gareth Ward. 
Um, he's currently sitting. He used to be in the Liberal Party, but he actually got suspended from Parliament last year after being charged with indecent and sexual assault f- offences. He denies the allegations and decided to run again as an independent. Right. Yeah. And that would make you very popular as exactly. someone running. That I don't understand how that works. Because Kiama, I mean, I believe it's on the south coast. Is there is the case is the case running currently? Yeah. Oh, he's, so so he's like running he's whilst currently it, suspended from parliament. So he's just hoping I suppose it makes sense that in theory if he's only suspended then he could technically the suspension could be lifted depending on how it mm. yeah comes about but who knows he could be suspended for the term that he's in if he won exactly it just actually does not really make sense to be honest with me no um like i cannot imagine so he actually hasn't been able to set foot inside parliament since march last year um and Dominic Perrottet, who obviously last year was the Premier, had actually called for him to resign as an MP. So, like, this is five counts of different um, charges. Five different charges is actually a much better way of saying that. He's held it since 2011 um, and increased his margin, actually, at 2015 and 2019 elections. Okay, so he, he has... He's a popular uh, yeah, local member. Yeah, there's an element of popularity. Yeah, which um, could suggest that those those people are likely to give him the benefit of the doubt in the case and yeah. therefore vote for him. It's actually allegations of sexual abuse against two different people. And wow. one of them is a 17-year-old boy. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, dear. So definitely... I mean, I just feel like it would be so strange to be not even able to go into Parliament. Technically, you're still a sitting MP. How do you advocate for your constituents if you can't enter the building? How yeah. do you do the job of an MP if you can't physically do it? And it's uncertain whether you will be able to represent them. Like if, if exactly. This, if this doesn't doesn't go well for him, exactly. There's a likelihood he won't be able to represent his people. Yeah, I just think it is so strange. So, so, so strange. Anyway, uh, moving on. It's what makes it an interesting election. (laughs) I suppose so. So, because we've had um, the Labor sworn in this morning, um, their government and their ministry, cabinet, that's the word, um, but they don't have a majority, they had to get support from three independent MPs. So, what they have to offer is called confidence and supply. So, that basically means that in order for Labor to actually be able to be sworn in in a minority these a certain number however many they need to reach a majority of independent mps have to say yes we'll offer confidence confidence and supply which means that they will vote with labor on the basic decisions basically required to keep the state functioning schools hospitals etc so they do they have to make that sort of a promise and act upon that is it yeah so, that's so it in, doesn't in mean writing that- yeah, so it doesn't mean that they have to support Labor's, you know, policy agenda, but it's yeah. like the absolute basic things they have to yeah. kind of vote yes on. Which I thought was interesting. I've never I didn't know that was I a did thing not know that until either. today. And you'd have to be very specific about what where that ends. Yeah, where that Definitely. ends because it would be so easy to go, Well, you have to vote with us. That's what we said. 
Yeah. And, like, well, I mean, it's like a pinky promise. I mean, it's not, but it sort of is. It kind of is because, yeah. you know, they might have a policy on, say, hospitals, but is it is it their own policy or does it constitute as, as healthcare that needs to come under agreement? Exactly. I thought that was really, really interesting. That is really interesting. Um, but we might move on from that one. <laughs> so the main reason that Labor won on the whole is pretty much due to seats in Sydney's West turning red. There was a statewide swing of over 7%, which wow. is huge. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought it was really interesting that it was all these seats in the West because they were the ones that were worst affected by COVID. I remember um, yes. seeing Gladys in her press conferences, you know, she would always be talking about like Fairfield... Uh, Liverpool areas, you know, it was all in the West. And obviously there's kind of the inner West heartland that's always been Labour in Sydney, um, similar to in Melbourne, actually. But, um, yeah, I was a bit fascinated by that. I'm sure there's some amount of studies that could be done on it. It's interesting that we see that in, in New South Wales, but I think we saw that less as a turning point in the Victorian election Um, Yeah, I think so too. The West was sort of the opposite, actually, in Victoria. It was turning against Labor. Yeah, it was. But they had already such huge margins. Yeah, and those those differences in our COVID strategies perhaps impacted the the turning of voters. Yes, definitely. So according to the new Parramatta MP, Donna Davis, who's actually been a councillor and the Lord Mayor and is now the state MP, Um, Where could that trajectory possibly lead? (laughs) Unrelated. Um, People in Western Sydney, according to her, were concerned about the rising cost of living, the cost of driving on Sydney's numerous toll roads and high rents and housing prices. It is not easy to drive in Sydney. Have you driven in Sydney before? No, but I've I've been driven around Sydney. Yep. The GPS hates it. They're like all on top of each other. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I've been in taxis in Sydney and, oh my God, nightmare. So strange. Um... Anyway, <laughs> Dominic Verite has said, as the outgoing Premier, has said that the state should really get behind Chris Minns. He's really, you know, pushing Chris Minns to be like this amazing person. Do you often see the outgoing... I think we saw it a little bit with Scott Morris in the federal election. They, I'm sure they're disappointed, but they do tend to rally themselves to say, well done. Yeah, I have actually... Th- been thinking about this the last few days. I think Dominic Perrette has left quite a good record for himself in terms of being polite to other parties. Yeah. Like, I have felt like he's done a lot of stuff with Daniel Andrews Yeah. Um, in a way that Scott Morrison never did with Anthony Albanese. True, true. While he was opposition leader. So I thought that was quite interesting that he's sort of been like, good job, everyone, you know, get behind him. And show some decency and a bit yeah. of authenticity in if this is what I believe in, regardless of if it's the other party, I am going to support that. Yeah, exactly. So he said that they were both really pleased with themselves for having a very positive election campaign that, quote, truly was a race to the top, which I'm a bit like, oh, my God, come on. Of course it is. <laughs> like, it's still a campaign. So it's apparently a genuine battle of ideas and that is when politics is at its best and that is why I truly believe and have no doubt that he will make a fine 47th Premier of New South Wales. It's interesting because it being a battle of ideas suggests that um, 
the, you know, those ideas, particularly those raised and the promises made in an election, is what's making people vote for them. But I think there's so much pre the election that goes mm. into who someone's going to vote for. Definitely. Definitely. And honestly, I don't... Although the Victorian election last year was very negative, I felt like that was a huge smear campaign. And I think that, to be honest, um, they've probably learnt from that in New South Wales and seen yeah. that and gone, that did not work. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it was... It's still a campaign. I'm sure there was still, you know smears going out there maybe like little whisper campaigns yeah did you hear Dominic Perrottet you oh know, absolutely wore the same socks three days in a row or they something they could have <laughs> easily gone down the Gladys exactly. scandal but they didn't do it at least on a high uh, enough no, profile not, for not us explicitly to yeah yeah interesting so now that the whole country is Labour except for Tasmania uh, what does that mean for the future of conservative politics I wonder if it's going to change. I wonder if it's going to give them sort of a suggestion something needs to be looked at. You... I feel like we say that after every time we Labor do, wins an we? election. Maybe finally they will, or do we have to wait? What <laughs> That's was very it? optimistic Another of you. four years or three years until the next Tasmania election. They were 2022, weren't they? Were they? Uh, possibly 21. So it feels terrible that we no, don't know when one of the premiers, re- the premier resigned. Peter Gutwein resigned. Oh, right, okay. So he's in... So maybe there wasn't an election. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's interesting that, you know, conservative politics, even the conservative politicians are starting to be like, mm, this isn't quite working. Yes. But also, to be fair, that's Malcolm Turnbull and he was kind of knifed in the back. So if I yeah. was in his shoes, I would also have a bit of a gripe with the libs. And Malcolm <laughs> Turnbull sat far closer to the middle. Definitely. Than yeah. some of the um, Which politicians. Which we definitely see across the Liberal Party. There is a very widespread... A broad of, church, if you will. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. Um, yeah, which I think... I mean, it, it makes it an interesting party and it mm. can attract a lot of people, but, but it doesn't if it's seem going to, to push... I'm assuming it's pushing too far, quote-unquote, to the right. Mm-hmm that people are going, no, Liberal, we're going to vote Labour. Even Greens are seeing higher numbers. Mm, definitely. Yeah, well, we might leave that one there. and um, We'll go into a song. This is called Moonlight by Cookie. Stay with us on Represent. Welcome back to Represent. Naya, take it away. Yes. So, should TikTok be banned? Whoa. I feel like I'm in America. I feel like I've been talking about this for like years in America. I'm so sick of it. America, China, and Australia, and they just keep coming up on the show. It's like. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) For everyone wondering, we're also laughing about uh, Brady's seat just fell down. Pulled it down a little bit, um, and unfortunately, it went down the whole way. So I'm going to have to sit with really good posture. Getting a visual for the audience. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yes. So there has been talk again. TikTok is back in the news because uh, the US has banned it on governmentally issued devices, and. There's talk about Australia doing the same thing, but it's been a little bit sporadic. Uh, 25 federal agencies and departments uh, have banned the app on their work-issued devices, which includes the Prime Minister, Cabinet, Finance, Foreign Affairs, and a couple more. Uh, There's 25 departments. That's quite a lot. And 
11 it's not really 11 (laughs) have partially banned it um Sorry, no, 12. 12 have partially banned it. One extra there. 11 have not banned the app at all and others did not comment on their restrictions of the app. Um, Liberal Senator James Patterson said the the audit, which worked out uh, the restrictions that have been put on it within government, revealed, quote, a haphazard and inconsistent approach to banning the social media app, which... I suppose I agree. If you sort of got to do it, you got to do it a bit all or nothing because this Definitely. feels kind of like, you know, I don't like it, so my group will ban it. But yeah. you sort of got to do an all or nothing. They are all it going to be government. The purpose, yeah. if it's They're, not all or nothing anyway. They've like. all got the governmentally issued devices. And also, if you, I mean, I don't know this. I'm. Uh, this is just theoretically right. If you've got a government issued phone because you're a staffer for foreign affairs surely you would also have a personal phone you wouldn't use your personal phone for your uh, sorry you wouldn't use your government phone for your personal yeah things and whilst it I so mean, like having TikTok two phones i think having two phones to me i'm like what having two phones i can yeah. barely remember where one is um <laughs> but i definitely get i mean i would i can imagine keeping you know everything on a work device and why can't like a computer or something why can't the phone stay the same yeah. while we, and i get using it for campaigning with younger people true like, like trying to get those those seeds planted the, early yeah but, i mean dan andrews has tiktok yeah actually yeah well but, actually heaps of politicians do like but perhaps they need to use that they need to restrict that to being on their own device it can't be on yeah, a government but then, one and then that raises the question of, you know, can you post about, you know, how great your government is from your personal TikTok yeah. account? Yeah. Can it, it be is. Dan Andrews MP? Or can it just be just Dan from... Andrews guy down the street? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So the uh, the app is being banned or not being banned in cases, but it's uh, suggested to have been banned because of security risk reasons. Um James Patterson also said that the risks posed by this app have been apparent for some time and those risks have are supposedly what caused Canada, New Zealand, United States and Britain to all ban uh, governmentally issued phones to have TikTok. Um, that includes all, all work-issued devices. Um, I don't know, do they issue iPads for work? Probably. I um, just think it's there's not that many government devices in this country probably and is it really a big deal because a couple of tiktok spokespeople have sort of made it a big deal um vanessa pappas who is the chief operating officer of tiktok said and this was in regard to the u.s politicians who called it to be banned completely so this is slightly different completely not just governmentally yeah um well, said, it's quite different that's it like quite, <laughs> it's quite different um said quote it should not be uh Yes, it should not be held to companies based on where they're located. Um, so the banning of... I think she was referring to also other social media companies. Right. Um, and this legislation should not be predic- uh, predicated on... I think she must have been typo. On some xenophobia that we're seeing. And likewise, Lee Hunter, who is the general manager of TikTok for Australia and New Zealand. And so this was more aligned with... The governmental bans because there hasn't been much call for full bans in Australia mm. said quote there is no evidence to suggest that TikTok 
in any way poses a security risk to Australia, which is what they're suggesting banning it for. Mm. And, quote, it is disappointing that we continue to be dragged into the wider geopolitical debate, apparently because of our country of origin. So they're kind of accusing it of being... They're kind of saying there's no issue. There's no issue and accusing them of racism. Yeah. In one stroke. Okay, so for me, (laughs) I feel like this is about to devolve into like a huge um, big thought word vomit. Anyway, I think that it's totally reasonable to be worried about security from any social media app. Yeah. I don't trust Facebook. I don't trust Twitter. I don't trust TikTok. I don't trust any of it. But I still have it because I'm bored and I like to watch TikToks because I like to see what food people are cooking or whatever reason that is for you, right? Yeah. Um, And I still have Instagram because I want to see what my friends are posting and I still have Twitter well, do I use Twitter? Not very much. I still have Twitter because I need to tweet for the show. Yeah, <laughs> okay. so, I have Twitter because I have to do that for university. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not that I have complete faith in these companies. Apple, Microsoft, I don't trust any of them, but they have my data. And they do. At this That's rate, inevitable. my data's out there already. Like, that yeah. is kind of the mentality I take, which I yeah. realise is not which, probably great. Well, <laughs> it's not as bad in that you're a... Supposedly. You're you're a citizen which separates you slightly from having government information on your phone. Which if you had... if Because there has been... um, I think it was 2022, so last year, Forbes journalists Mm. were um, tracked. Their IP addresses were tracked after there had supposedly been leaks to BuzzFeed um, about... Uh, TikTok spreading information. <laughs> Who would link so, to BuzzFeed? <laughs> I know, I know. We're not like BuzzFeed articles. Okay, and so we're all really trusting these academic articles. Um, but TikTok was um, accused of uh, tracking the IP addresses of Forbes journalists to try mm. and match them with a leak, which was against the agreement of yeah. having their data. So they were following these journalists. And so I think it's those sort of incidents that have put TikTok at the forefront of, say, maybe Instagram or Facebook that we don't seem to well, worry Facebook's about as Facebook's been much. through it already, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, Twitter over the yeah. <laughs> everything. But at yeah. the moment, and, I mean, I get it, but it does feel a bit like, like you say, we could ban all social media yeah, on Yeah, I definitely think phones. 100% a part of this is xenophobia. Like, yeah. people have... I've talked about this before, actually, this year, um, not last year, that I just think there is such a almost subconscious, but not even, like, it is conscious, just bias against China. People, you know, during, before COVID, everyone was saying, oh, my God, there are so many Chinese international students at the moment. Like, it's so much more than it was before. and So it's good business for Australia. Yeah. It's like everything that happens with China is just portrayed negatively people are so suspicious people are so racist really like that kind of is yeah, what it comes down to it's dangerous when the sort of the because i mean there there's going to be security risks with any any platform with any that has ever. information how much of it comes from like we have facebook is now correct me if i'm wrong owned by the united states is it a United States? No, 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 but by... No, no, not the, not the government, but by it, people like in a, the United States. Yeah. yeah. I, so yeah. we are more okay 
at the moment with Facebook, but and who have been States, proven to you know yeah muck with people's data. But the United States are an ally of ours, and at the moment with all this the, the nuclear submarines, yeah, well, not even that they're an ally, but they're you know seen yeah. as a predominantly white yeah. country. Yeah, and we seem to have a running not dislike, but a bit of disparity with China. Definitely. And I mean, I think it goes, I, I imagine it goes a little bit back and forth between us in terms of things. Like, I mean, we are preparing nuclear submarines with a bit of a preface that, you know, well, China might be a threat. So well, it's not even a preface. Like, it's so <laughs> yeah, much I mean, more they're just um, saying it, they're... forthright than that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it does. And I think things like this do, they have to be really careful that they're not saying that it's a judgment on China or the Chinese people because particularly after COVID when we did see people were so quick to like judge yeah. it's all your fault mm. that we're not we're not jumping to those conclusions because of things like this this may just be the people who made this app have made a dodgy app that is going to track and that could have come from any country yeah definitely yeah <laughs> I mean yeah I don't really have anything to add to that. Appar- apparently any announcement has been held back because, yeah, because the voice leaks and uh, yeah well the, and the voice to parliament is taking yeah. priority big week <laughs> very big week <laughs> all right well let's leave that one there we will go into a song and then we will chat about speak of the devil or chat about the voice so this is twin by uri stay with us on represent You are back on Represent for our last segment. We are going to try and wrap it up at 5.50 today because we ran over last week. We have I've just four made that. minutes less than counting down. I have just decided that today. That clock is slow. Anyway. Well, I'm going off that clock. Anyway, <laughs> um, this is about The Voice. So, exciting news, big news, probably the biggest news of the week. Sorry, New South Wales, you Ooh. guys. So judgy. Yeah. (laughs) I'm making judgments. This is the big story, and we've left it till third in the show. (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's most significant. Exactly. It's a build-up. Second first, yeah. Drum roll. Okay, first referendum in 24 years. That's a long time. I was not born then. True, me neither. Um, A long-awaited details, which we have just gotten this week. Oh, my God, it's exciting. The gossip in me comes out (laughs) when things like this happen. Um, This stats process, we're going to have... Lots of parliamentary debate. We're going to have a committee inquiry. We're going to have a massive campaign. I love judging all of from this. so far, it's going to be an absolute nightmare. Oh really? yeah, and everyone's yeah. going to argue, and people are going to argue from within, and it's just going yeah. to be drama. But it's going to be so fascinating. But also so like death inducing. Yeah. So uh, everyone make listening, us all lose faith in our entire <laughs> political system. This is not going to be the last you hear of this on Represent. <laughs> so true. We've been talking about it for a year already. Oh no. It's still going. It's bad. So apparently there's no circumstance in which Albo will either delay or defer the referendum. I don't know why he said delay or defer. I feel, like, kind he's of like, I feel like he needs to then go touch wood. Like, he needs True. to make what sure. True. What if, like, someone dies? What if he himself. dies? <laughs> I guess then he wouldn't be delaying it, though. Could be Soon anyone. represent speculating the death yeah. of the Prime Minister. <laughs> it's not very newsworthy of me. Anyway, so the actual question is that we will see on the ballot papers, if you're over 18, I guess, um, in 
well, you'll find out when in a couple of minutes when I say it. Uh, the question will be a proposed law, colon, to alter the constitution to recognise the first peoples of Australia by establishing an Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice. Do you approve this proposed alteration? Can I be a devil's advocate for just a second? So don't don't take this as necessarily my opinion. But I think it's interesting the way they've worded this. I know it was really significant that this this came out, the wording was out, so it's like, okay, this, this must be significant. I mean, it is significant, but... I think it's interesting that it says to alter the constitution to recognise the First Peoples of Australia, right? That bit, because in a sense, I would feel like, and I realise shockingly that I will get to vote in this, that if you don't, if you say no, is there a bit of a guilt factor in that you're saying you don't want the constitution to recognise the First Peoples of Australia? But I feel like anyone who's voting no knows what that's knows that that's what they're doing i mean theoretically i feel like what i've seen a lot of people saying is the reason they're voting no is because they don't think that the voice is gonna want a treaty first that either they want a treaty first or they don't think the voice is going to have practical implications i don't think it's going to be effective la 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 whatever um sorry that's actually really rude <laughs> you know that's the gist of what that's they're the way saying to paraphrase quotes oh right? yeah professional that's journalism i'm an expert actually <laughs> um i'm not studying journalism so it's not my fault oh, um, does that mean it, if i say la 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 whatever it is my fault <laughs> <laughs> well we'll just have to see i don't think that's ever going to come out of your mouth but it is out of mind i think that um the people who are saying no to the referendum they know that they don't want the constitutional recognition that's what they're saying we don't want this to be in the constitution because that's what the referendum is the referendum isn't like do you want to know exactly how or do you want to dictate exactly how the voice is going to work do you want there to be six people or eight people on the panel right whatever i've just made that up but yeah it's that's not what it's asking it's asking do you want this do you want to change the constitution to put this into effect because that's the only way that it's going to do it Officially. Yeah, which is really significant and I can't help but wonder, it feels like changing the constitution, that's that's not an easy feat. No. And I wonder how many people will be deterred by the fact that it is changing our constitution. People, I mean, some people like change, but I think a lot of people instinctively don't like change. No, well, people are very... <laughs> we did this so many times last year. People are so <laughs> anti whether subconsciously or not, they're so anti-changing the Constitution because, you know, it's like a respected document. It it's feels historical. almost like... Almost sort of sacrilegious yeah, to change it. Almost a sense of safety in that mm. things won't just, you know, be flimsy, like government can't just grab yeah, this, and also that. people like stability in their political system, yeah. things like that. I've actually... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd forgotten where I was going with it, but I'm back on the back on the train now. Um, so, the referendums people don't like referendums. No, whether they say, "Oh, I love referendums," I'm going to vote yes for this. It's really hard to pass. We've passed eight out of forty-four in the whole since 1901, since and Federation. They're, really, they're a stressful thing. It's a yeah. yes no to a. It'll be a contentious and a serious it's issue. It's a big question. It's been a big question for like six years and we're only just getting to the actual question now um so this is my year 11 legal studies coming out oh yes we've passed you know 
eight and forty so eight out of forty four and like in two thousand and nineteen ninety nine was the independence one from with oh, John yeah. Howard. And he proposed it knowing himself that it was doomed because, you know, he didn't want it to pass. So he was yeah. campaigning against it, having proposed it, which is just like, oh, my God. We had the 1951 one that was on whether to ban the Communist Party. And we had the 1967 one, which is obviously the most notable one that yes. um, was the recognition of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Um, I just think it's like... That's the one that's passed. That's the one that everyone knows also. So I feel like that's probably a reason for optimism. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, imagine if people would be so ashamed if that had happened any later. Like, it's already... I think we already are ashamed that it exactly, happened that late. That's exactly what I was going to say <laughs> next. <laughs> like, you saw it in your eyes. Yeah. Psychological connection. Um, anyway, <laughs> back to my run sheet. So the government is proposing adding a new chapter to the constitution. So there's, I think, 128 things in the constitution at That's the moment. That's enough. There's so many. I know, it's so Should many. Should I know what they are? I know, I remember the significant numbers, but I actually don't remember what they say. Anyway, we had to know them for legal, but I don't remember them anymore. There was section 51. Perfect. That was, and 109. That was important oh, too. Oh, yeah. Actually, I do remember that one. Anyway, that's so unrelated. Sorry. I'm losing losing my mind. <laughs> Don't worry, that's me. I'm just pulling you off track. Yeah. So the chapter would say, In recognition of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as the first peoples of Australia, there shall be a body to be called the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Voice. The Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Voice may make rep may make representations to the Parliament and the Executive Government of the Commonwealth on matters relating to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. The Parliament shall, subject to this Constitution, have power to make laws with respect to matters relating to the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander voice, including its composition, function, powers and procedures. So, it's not a very long chapter. It doesn't really say anything other than the Parliament can make this voice if all book chapters were that long i would read so many more books because i'd just <laughs> get through them so much quicker um yeah it doesn't that doesn't make it feel like a super significant change exactly but there is a significance in the voice to parliament itself definitely definitely i still wonder with the amount of even the amount of um indigenous people who are opposing it it's. I feel like up until we find out the results of the referendum, and even after that, we still won't know whether that that is or was the right thing. Yeah, to I suggest. mean, true. Yeah, it's very true. So and I mean, there's so much bureaucracy that still has to happen. It yeah. has to. They're going to introduce a bill to Parliament on Thursday. Then it'll go to a parliamentary committee. Theoretically, this could change the wording, but Albo says he'll take a lot of persuading to change the wording. But like, okay, sure. He also said. He'll take no persuading to move the dates of it. So yeah, true. You know, um, he's, he's quite steadfast in this. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's gonna. A referendum needs two thirds majority, not just a majority. Mm -mm, no, not no. quite. So it needs a majority in four out of six states. So we've got four the two territories. Okay, so cool. they don't count technically. They count in the national vote, but not as yeah. states, quote unquote. So four out of six states need a majority, and it needs an overall national majority also. Okay, cool. So most of the ones that have failed have had one of those two criteria, but not yes. satisfied the double majority. Okay. Yeah, so theoretically it's going to be held three to six months after they hope to pass it, 
which is in June. Okay. Which seems like a bit of an ambitious timeline, considering yeah. Parliament. I can't believe it's almost April. Like, what are we? End of this week will be in April, yeah. and that's exactly. Three so the working group, who's an advisory body of Indigenous leaders put together by the government, released a broad set of design principles on Thursday, including membership of the voice being chosen by Indigenous people in a way that suits local communities, representative of geography and gender, which I think is an important one because people have talked a lot about how it's not going to include rural communities or um, remote communities. But theoretically, that's going to combat it. You'd have representatives from each state and territory, the Torres Strait Islands, remote areas, and the mainland Torres Strait Islander population, accountable and transparent, and wouldn't run any programs or have veto power and would work alongside existing organisations. So it really is I mean, it's just like an advisory panel. That's what it is. But isn't it going to be really expensive? Right. Well, everything's expensive, point, to be fair. <laughs> I mean, yeah. how much are we spending on AUKUS? Oh, heavens. Yeah. I don't want to think of those figures again. All yeah. the range. Yeah, exactly. Billion, so, I mean, we could go into Q&A, but I think we have actually run out of time to do that. But Q&A was a bit of a train wreck last Catch night. Catch it on yeah. ABC iView. It was fascinating. Or check out Naya's live tweeting. No, just kidding. Yeah, most <laughs> of those were private. Yeah. Sucked in, people. (laughs) (laughs) I think I accidentally tweeted one. It's okay. Let's wrap it up there. So, thanks for tuning in to Represent Here on Sin. We've had a little bit of a roller coaster of a show. (laughs) Not a lot of focus in that last segment. But, but you know, it's the end of Tuesday. We're tired. We are delirious. (laughs) You can keep up to date. Please let us know what you thought of the show on our socials. We're at Twin. Oh my God. Twin. At Mm. Sin Represent on Twitter and Instagram. We would love to hear your thoughts. Um, and I actually tweeted and Instagram story today. Congratulations. So, yeah, thanks. <laughs> so you can hear any of our past podcasts or this one. Actually, not any of our past ones. We're having yeah. some technical difficulties, but most of our past Don't ones come at us for and it. this one on Omni, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts at Represent. And remember to stay, stay political. political. You're listening to Sin. You've been listening to a Sin Media Podcast, where young people run the show.